This is a podcast from Rover. Rex today with NetSpeed. Internet till the cows come home. G'day there, New Zealand. How are we today? We are rolling through until 12.30. Thanks, as always, to the team at NetSpeed. Now, coming up in a moment, we're going to be talking with Rabobank New Zealand Chief Executive Todd Charteris. The latest farmer confidence survey is out, the fourth one for the year, and it doesn't paint much of a picture at all in terms of the confidence out there. From our farmers and growers, we will talk to Todd Charteris about the results of that in just a moment, and then we're going to be catching up with ACT Party's agriculture spokesperson, Mark Cameron. That's all coming up between now and 12.30. But first up on the programme today, here's one that makes for pretty sobering reading. The latest Rabobank Rural Confidence Survey has found, well, New Zealand farmer confidence, which was already at low levels, has plummeted further and now sits at an historical low. Let's take a look at it with uh, Chief Executive of Rabobank New Zealand, Todd Charteris. G'day, Todd. How's things? Yeah, pretty good. Thanks, Dominic. Pretty good. But, uh, yeah, pretty interesting results, as you say. And, um, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, um, yeah, we really need to get into a bit of a detail to understand what's driving it, I think. Yeah, I think so. Let's have a look at some of the numbers. So the farmer confidence significantly down on the uh, previous quarter, which was the September quarter. So the net confidence now is uh, at minus 71%, down from 31%. Previously, so those numbers alone paint a bit of a picture, don't they? No, that's for sure. And um, as you say, it's um, a record low for, for the survey since we've been doing it over the last twenty years. So that, that's somewhat alarming. And I guess, you know, what we need to look at here is is the timing and the cycle of this. And uh, because you know, what does drive the numbers is the economic outlook, if you like, or the outlook for individual farm businesses over the next twelve months. And the way I look at this is there's a combination of uh, commodity prices that are um, starting to show some downward pressure or volatility. Uh, you've, you've got um, a combination of increasing on-farm costs, which have been uh, coming through for some time, and we've got that more general inflationary pressure. We've got interest rates uh, on the rise, rapid rise, and, and you know, through the period of this survey between the previous survey and this survey, you know, there'd been a 125 basis point increase in the cash rate. So you've got a whole lot of factors going on. And at the same time, um, we had the government announcement uh, around their initial response to uh, Hiwaka Ekanoa and, and and some of the angst that that's caused. And so one of the really big drivers um, that's that's driving this, this negative sentiment is government policy. Uh, and it'll be in relation, I believe, to uh, to some of that. Now, of course, some of that concern, or a lot of that concern, was around you know, farmers feeling that what was being proposed um, just wasn't fair and balanced, and, uh, and and that the proposal didn't fully recognise the on-farm mitigants uh, to sequester carbon. Now, of course, since the survey, the government's come out and said, um, you know, they they want those mitigants in there. Of course, the devil's in the de- detail, but that's really a combination. I think that's driving these um, uh, these pretty um, pessimistic outlooks. Yeah, you're right, and that's one of the big things that I think people were uh, sort of, you know, uh, if not vocally, then silently breathing a sigh of relief in relation to that field day's announcement because it was the sheep and beef farmers who were particularly concerned at uh, basically if the projected numbers were right, around 20% would be would be lost or you know wiped off the, the the face of the country, and that would be reflected in the fact 
that the pessimism from the sheep and beef sector was particularly low in this survey. Yeah, that's right, that's right. And and I think, you know, um, and I know there's been lots of discussion around how those numbers were reported and, and those type of things, but I actually think we've got to change the narrative because for me, um, you know, we actually need to be really concentrating on how do we at least maintain production uh, and find the mitigants and the scientific solutions to actually, yes, reduce um, uh, our emissions footprint from a food production system, but we, we can't we can't produce less food because to me that is just fundamentally wrong in terms of from a food security point of view globally. Yes, mm. we're, we're only small players, but we're only small players on the other side as well. So uh, I think we've really got to have a mindset of, hey, we, we need to produce at least what we're producing now. But yes, everyone accepts we need to produce it in a more efficient way. Let's get on with that uh, and, and, and let's have a lot less talk about the only way we're going to achieve some of these targets is to produce less because to me that's not an option. We need to do both. And it flies in the face of the Paris Court as well, uh, which is another thing to bear in mind. Um, so when we look at this, as you've been quoted here as saying this is a cocktail of concerns, one of the things that was really interesting to me when I had to read through the report or the latest uh, findings from the survey was the um, farmer confidence in their own farm business performance. That's dropped to a new record low as well. And uh, it seems that really when you go through those numbers, that's very concerning people don't hold much hope for their own business. Well, yeah, I mean, but again, it's a short-term, that's a short-term um, outlook mm. for the next 12 months. So actually, when you look at um, further into the survey, there's also, you know, how people feel about the long-term viability of their business. Uh, and that's still around about 95%. Okay, so that's a longer-term view. So yes, that, that, that number has actually dropped a little bit, but but that's a longer-term view. So there's still confidence in the long-term viability of a business, but over the next 12 months, uh, performance or, or um, uh, economic sort of output, if you like, is expected to be significantly less. Mm, right, so well, short-term pain, long-term gain, effectively, is the uh, the picture that's being painted. Well, short-term pain, uh, long-term, you know, it's not going to be as rosy as it was, yeah. but it's still confidence in there to to stay um, you know, in the industry and, and uh, believing that the that the industry is viable going forward, which um, which we know it is at the end of the day. Producing food uh, is you know, one of life's fundamental needs, so we're consuming it, and so we need producers, and, uh, and we've got some of the best in the world, and we just um, need to find a way to do it more efficiently, which we will do, I'm confident of that. The other one that was interesting, farm investment and viability, so that didn't fall as drastically as some of the other measures but uh, farm investment intentions were, were, were back as well. Uh, that's at a net record low. So people, are, it's obviously just a tightening the belt scenario when you uh, take into consideration the uh, the facets that you've outlined uh, already in this chat. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And we've seen you know, a huge amount of uh, on-farm investment in the last few years. Uh, you know, with the with the profitability to support it. So um, it's not entirely surprising that. Um, uh, and probably a good thing, you know, that that businesses are uh, tightening their belts as you as you speak, as you say. Sorry, and um, and just being prudent about where the spending's going. 
Now, one of the other interesting things, I'm going to change tack here, because uh, at field days I note that there was the uh, the release uh, of a new agri-board game, uh, which will feature as part of New Zealand's NCEA school curriculum from next year, Year 11 students. It um, seems like a, a pretty interesting sort of thing. It's sort of like a monopoly for New Zealand agribusiness in a lot of ways. Yeah, it was pretty cool, uh, I think, and, and pretty exciting, and it was great to be at field days when we, when we launched it. Uh, in the careers um, uh, expo area, but yeah, great collaboration I think between Lincoln University, uh, Rabobank's Upper South Island uh, Client Council, uh, and then we've also worked with or well, those parties have also worked with the Agri Business and Schools program to deliver it, and uh, and it's pretty exciting. So I think there's something like a thousand games being produced and will be supplied to each and every uh, school in New Zealand that uh, has agribusiness on their NCEA curriculum uh, in 2023. So really looking forward to how that goes. And, and uh, you know, it's about attracting uh, more uh, people to uh, our wonderful industry and uh, this will certainly contribute I think to that from an educational perspective. Yeah those, um, the agribusiness in schools is a uh, is very valuable, I know that my kids go to a school that offers that and a lot of kids take it up and um, it is one of those things that needs to start at that level or even below doesn't it because when you look at the one of the big problems facing the ag sector is the amount of workers and skilled workers in all sorts of different walks of agriculture as well there's so many branches that you can diversify into within the wider sector. Absolutely, and it's 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 exactly as you painted. It's it's creating that um, learning pathway uh, and starting early, uh, and really you know educating people about um, food production, uh, and and also then that leads on to what are the opportunities that are in the industry for people to partake in and and, uh, and there's lots as you say and um, but it's starting early in the, and I think that agribusiness and schools uh, program is doing a wonderful job I think it's uh, up to 120 schools now across New Zealand uh, and growing uh, and long may that continue and, and as Rabobank, we're very supportive of that and building uh, knowledge and building capability within the industry. Very good, Todd Charteris. You getting a bit of a break over Christmas, eh? Yeah, I am actually. I'm uh, I'm looking forward to that. It's been a busy year for us, and uh, uh, but yeah, really looking forward to that. And um, you know, a big shout out to all of our farmers and growers out there that have done a fantastic job throughout the year and, and um, hosted many of our staff uh, in their businesses and on farms. Uh, it's been great, and we look forward to uh, connecting with everyone in 2023. Good man. Appreciate that. Uh, thanks for coming on the show uh, from time to time this year. Always enjoy having a chat with you. Um, festive greetings, and uh, and we'll catch you later on. Yeah, all the best, Dominic. Thanks. Rex Today. With NetSpeed. Internet till the cows come home.